Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you. I want to give you an update of five incidents that took place over the last couple of days beginning with a house party on Penn High. If you recall, we talked a little bit about this. There were about 100 people at a house party, and there was uh, shots fired in the front yard, and then there was at least one shot fired into the back, or, or at the back, uh, back porch. The individual that was shot in the front um, sustained non-life-threatening injuries. The, ins the individual that was shot in, in the back of the house uh, succumbed to his injury. So we had one person deceased and one person injured. So Sheriff Simmons doing a press conference yesterday talking about the rash of at least somewhat interconnected shooting incidents that have taken place over the last five days or so. This is Sunday at Pin Oak. Uh, big party, lots of people there. And as you heard, one got shot, one got shot and died. We continue to investigations. Uh, the investigation to that, we have some video. At this point, what we know is we have at least four black males showed up with uh, uh, all in black with hoods covered, and they're the ones that, that fired the shots. Uh, again, I will tell you that in looking at some of the footage that there were people that were coming and going, not, not the ones that ended up shooting, but a lot of people had guns. A lot of people had guns in their pocket. A lot of people had guns under their arm. And um, we had up to, up to 100 people, there, as I mentioned before, and no one called us. We didn't receive any calls. Uh, before the, sh the call of shots being fired. So you've got 100 people at a house party, many of whom are carrying guns, unknown whether legal or illegal, okay, just don't know, but lots of people with guns at a house party, and four guys show up, start shooting, kill one person, wound another, and all of these people with guns at this house party, and nobody calls the cops. So that's what we're dealing with, okay? This is not like just your, you know, hey, a bunch of us decided to get together and play bridge. I mean, you know, this is bad. This is really, uh, you know, look, it's bad people. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be a genius to do the math on this situation. So that's the first one. And then on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we had a report of a white male that had been shot and killed on a dirt road off of Blue Angel. Um, he was uh, in a stolen vehicle. That stolen vehicle was burned and has been burned, and uh, we are still looking into that, that situation as well. We believe he is from Alabama. Uh, we have investigators working with the Alabama authorities, and we're trying to figure out exactly what took place, what he was doing there, what he was doing just uh, uh, previous to that. And so that investigation remains uh, open as well. Incident number two, a guy found dead of a gunshot wound in a burned-out stolen car off a of Blue Angel. Incident number two, okay? Incident number three, Peachtree Commons. That brings us to last night, and we had a pretty busy night. Initially, we received a call from Peachtree Commons about shots fired. We found shell casings. We found blood there. We didn't find any victims there. While we were there, uh, two people responded to um, Perdido ER with gunshot wounds, both non-life-threatening. 
And so then obviously we expanded our, our investigation um, in, into that. And I know Peachtree Commons probably isn't one that everybody is as familiar with. You probably haven't heard it the way you've heard of like Oakwood Terrace or uh, you've heard of Pensacola uh, Village. But um, Peachtree Commons is a little bit smaller. Uh, but I remember distinctly biking there one time with my wife and not knowing <laughs> what we had gotten ourselves into. And just biking around because we're, you know, that's what we do. And uh basically had a situation where this uh, black kid, maybe, I don't know, 14, you know, kind of said something to me and it wasn't a big deal or anything. I didn't think too much of it. But then I realized as we were leaving that he had started to run after me and chase us. Like, all right, well, let's just go ahead and get on out of here. (laughs) You know? And I mean, just like, is that everybody in that area? No, I'm sure not. But, you know, there's places in Escambia County where, you know, better to not go. Okay. And that's, one of them, okay? And I didn't know ahead of time. I know now. So when I hear that, that's the context I put that in. Okay, so two guys show up at the ER uh, who'd gotten shot uh, at the Peachtree Commons. And uh, then later on that night, the sister of one of those guys is driving her car out to see him. I'll tell you what happened there in a second. Before that, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And really not showing any slowdowns. A little slow on Mobile Highway right before the, uh, well, I should say south of and, and east of the uh, the horse. What is that called? Sorry. And Beulah. I, uh, I, the equestrian center? The equestrian center. There gotcha. it is. Sorry. <laughs> in front of me. It looks a little slow there on Highway 90 on Mobile Highway, but it doesn't look like an accident or anything. Just a little bit slow and usually is this time of day. Um, I-10, I-110 reporting as clear, not showing any problems downtown. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Very good. So back to this case of the, so the sister of one of the guys who's in the ER that got shot gets in the car to go visit her brother. Where how this gets interesting is one of these victims' sisters gets in her car and she starts heading to the hospital where her brother is. While she's en route, she gets um, attacked by a dark blue uh, vehicle and her vehicle is, is shot at. But she does give us a description. She's not injured, but she does give us a description of the vehicle that um, that fired at her. And this is when the, the good police work comes around. And by the way, good for her for cooperating. That's something you don't always get. Okay, she cooperates, identifies the vehicle that shot at her, and so later on... Deputy Glass observed a vehicle fitting that description uh, around Fairfield Drive. Uh, starts to, to chase that vehicle, and that vehicle became disabled right on Fairfield. As Deputy Glass gets out, the suspect gets out of, of that dark blue vehicle that had been disabled, starts to run with a rifle in his hand, um, he discards that rifle and then runs over into the Mayfair area. This is all happens between 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Now, putting this together with what he said later, I'm in, inferring that this was a, an AR-15 uh, or something similar to that. So the guy that shot at the sister of the two guys that maybe he had already shot, I don't know, but uh, he gets out of the car after being chased by the deputies, has the rifle, and starts to run away from them 1 o'clock in the morning in the middle of Mayfair. Just so that's happening. And then um, and, and again, what really happens is the good police work is that we didn't give up. We had uh, probably a dozen deputies there. We had the assistance of investigations, our gun crimes unit throughout the night. He, he made contact with several people. This is the suspect. The suspect made contact with several people in the Mayfair area. He was trying to get into a house. He was trying to get into a car. He's trying to just find a w- any way to get out of that scene because we had set up a perimeter and we had several canines out there. And we certainly appreciate, um, you know, all of our canines being able to help. The time to buy a gun if you are a law-abiding citizen is not 
when the shooting suspect who throws away an AR-15 running from the cops knocks on your door at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to find a place to hide out for a while. The time is before that. You got to plan ahead a little bit, okay? Because this is what's going on, at least in this particular incident, right? Finally, at about 8 o'clock this morning, maybe a little after 8 o'clock, we were able to apprehend the suspect that got out of the car, that threw down the weapon, and was making his way through the Mayfair area pretty much all night. So one individual by the name of uh, Tracy Posey, he is 19-year-old male. He has been arrested, and we're still working on what charges we'll we'll, uh, bring to him. Oh, and by the way, so that's like incident number uh, five. And then incident number six is two teens got shot on Dogwood. They don't know why or what's going on there. So that's all going on, okay? This all traces back to something that happened two years ago, they think. From what I'm being told, there was a, a homicide involving a, uh, an, a local artist. And then from that point on, there has been a, an ongoing beef. Sometimes it elevates into shootings and sometimes it does not. So I, I, don't, I don't have the name and I don't want to get into too many details, but this has been going on for two years, going on three years now. And occasionally these people um, that are involved in this, the ones that want um, you know, revenge or they want to retaliate, uh, that's the situation that they put our neighborhoods in. So who are we dealing with? Well, we got young kids that are, uh, are injured by gunfire. And, and it's because we have people in our community that just don't care. They, again, they, they carry guns, they use these guns, and they just don't care about life. They don't care about our community. They don't care about their family. All they care about is themselves. And what I remember from Sheriff Morgan saying it over and over and over again when he was the sheriff, and I know, you know Sheriff Simmons said the same thing, is, uh, you know, if you can just avoid hanging around with the bad people and you just don't do crimes. If you can avoid crime and hanging around with the people that you know are doing crimes, you're going to be pretty, you're, you're likely to be pretty good. But if you hang around with the wrong people, you know what the Bible says, you know, you lay down with dogs, well, it's kind of ultra, so you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas, but the Bible's expression is, you know, the companion of fools will be destroyed. The He who hangs out with wise people, you know, will have good results, okay? Uh, that's true. Pay attention. So they ask the question, you know, who knows something? Well, and if you're out there and you're wondering if, if you have information or you know somebody, but you're not sure, let me give you this piece of advice. If your friend, if your relative, if your neighbor is driving around in stolen cars, if your friend, your relative, or your neighbor is carrying guns everywhere they go, if your friend, your neighbor, relative have drugs on them, or if they have people coming into your house with drugs on them, then they're a suspect in something. I can tell you that. If your friend or your relative or your neighbor goes to a house party and and part of the uniform is to wear guns and prop guns underneath your arm or in your pants, they're a suspect in something. And perhaps you should evaluate uh, you know, the conversations with those those people, whether you're children, whether you're neighbors, or whether they are uh, just friends of the family. 100%. Okay. And as he says, these are not people that you can put in some program or some you know community cleanup is going to solve this. They just need to be off the streets. That's all there is to it. So there you go. That's what's been going on. Like you're talking about like some movie or some weird ongoing crime series or something like this. And kudos to the sheriff's department. Okay. But I still just think back to that. You go to a house, you shoot up a house with four people. There's a hundred people in there, many of whom are themselves armed and nobody calls the cops. That's the problem. 722 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Laura and I really wanted something that was inviting. We didn't want the traditional stuffy 
jewelry store. We wanted it to be sort of coastal casual, sort of really inviting, a place that was fun, that people could come and enjoy and not feel like they were being pressured. And we were shocked when we were recognized as one of America's coolest stores in 2018. They said, you know, there's not a lot like this in the Southeast, much less Pensacola. And we're really proud of it. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. Hey, if you're getting ready to uh, think about that next vehicle, Frontier Motors, I've told you this many times, you know, Dave Ramsey recommends them. I recommend them. You see the license plate frames or the bumper stickers, all good recommendations. But there's another side of this equation, too, which is, yes, if you need to buy a good quality used car, one, two, three years old, low miles, good condition, they're a great place. But if they sell, uh, you know, 150, 200 of those cars a month, then guess what they have to also do? They have to buy 150 or 200 of those kinds of cars every single month, and they do. They buy them from lease programs. They buy them from used car auctions all, all over the place, and they also will buy them from you. So if you have a good quality used car to sell because you've gotten yourself a new car or for whatever reason you just want to sell it, you know, you can do it yourself. You know, there's ways to do that and all the fun that that is, you know, meeting a stranger at the parking lot, hoping that they come back with your car, you know, all the stuff, right? Uh, do it fine. Go ahead if you like that or go to Frontier Motors. In about 15 minutes, they'll give you a price. If you like it, you take it, you're done. Booms it. That's it, okay? If you think you can get a little bit better price for it, you can consignment sell it, no problem. It might take you a little bit longer, but that's fine too, whatever. The point is, if you've got a good quality car to sell, they need the car so that other people can buy them from them. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. Gang wars and some... Out in California, they're going to have some warm weather tomorrow. Gang wars and some very overpriced real estate. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no yellow. Feels vaguely like we played this before today. <laughs> it's, it's the Tom Brady retirement theme song. 725 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom. Oh, sorry, David. We'll get to you in a second. Before that, Candy's got traffic on the fives. That was the worst. I see the clock uh, and have right. to change. Uh, 29 in Barth Road in Molino. It's showing a hit and run crash, and that is just north of the Atmore cutoff. Use caution there. It doesn't say east or westbound or uh, north or southbound, rather. And certainly, if you know, let us know if you have any traffic tips. 
646-437-1620. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. All right. Thanks so much, Candy. Now, David Wayne in the newsroom. Sorry. Go ahead, sir. Well, I feel like we've seen this before, too, but air travel is a big hassle today. Uh, lots of flight cancellations and delays. Of course, that's because of that big storm in Texas and uh, the Northeast. Uh, the trial of one-time high-profile attorney Alex Murdaugh, charged in the death of his wife and son, resumes today in South Carolina. Prosecutors this week have uh, used cell phone data to try to place him at the scene of the crime during those murders. And the prognosticator of prognosticators, the seer of seers, Punxsutawney Phil, says there will be six more weeks of winter. That prediction just a little while ago. Very good. We saw it. We'll take it. That's acceptable. David, thanks so much for the update. Yeah, that storm is... uh, uh, it's not going to affect us, but it stretches from Dallas, like right all around Dallas, northeast Texas, through southern Arkansas, uh, the very northwestern corner of Mississippi, and then basically all of Tennessee is getting snow and hammered right now. Eastern Tennessee, it's really bad, and then goes all the way up to like Virginia. So it's again not going to really affect us, but in a lot of other places, like in Texas, I got you know all these power outages, hundreds of thousands of people are without power. It's bad. And, I mean, people have died in this storm, and, you know, just uh, we happen to be outside of it, thank goodness. 727 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, oh, okay, so do I want to get into this? I don't know, a couple things. Number one is uh, the governor is going to be in Milton this morning. Uh, too fast for me to be able to go there, unfortunately, but the governor is going to be in Milton doing a press conference. At what uh, time? It's going to be at 9.15. Uh, 9.15 this morning. So uh, can, I, can I tell you what I think it's going to be about? Can I tell I think yes. I know what it's going to be. I have a guess. I might be wrong, but I have a guess. Uh, I have been invited on a driving tour tomorrow oh. of a, um, a local significant construction project that is um, going to give us a chance to ride across and then ride back the entirety of a thing. Oh. Three Mile Bridge is on the verge of at least that level of completion. No. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I had to ask, I'm like, can I say anything about this? It's like, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. So anyway. Uh, I thought so, you were going to say a roundabout. No, yes. <laughs> no. So I am not going to get anybody's hopes up because I don't do dates anymore with these projects. Uh, but I will say we seem to be approaching a fairly significant milestone on the construction of Three Mile Bridge. I'll just put it, I'll just very lightly and cautiously put it that way. And that might be. I don't know. I'm just guessing that might be related uh, to the governor coming to Milton. It might not be. It might be something completely different. I mean, it is Milton. This is Pensacola. It doesn't seem like that would be the right location for it. But, uh, okay, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 729 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, did you see this? I, this? This is actually my favorite story from yesterday. You've got a new member of the House of Representatives from the great state of Florida. His name is Corey Mills. And everything I can tell you about Corey Mills is summed up in the fact that he has a, um, a nicely shaven but full beard, mustache, goatee, and and he wears his suit with the lapels up, like you know, used to in the day. Have your collar up in the eighties. Is he the Gen Z kid? I don't know, but I'm whatever. I didn't read too much. I'm just telling you how he looks to me. All right. He sent a letter to fellow congressmen. I don't know if this is like everybody no. in Congress or just most of them, but. Um, the letter says, welcoming you to a mission-oriented 118th Congress. I'm eager to get to work for the American people, and I look forward to working with you to deliver on this commitment. I am honored to be a part of the Armed Services and Foreign Affairs Committees. In that spirit, it is my pleasure to give you a 40-millimeter grenade made for an MK-9 grenade launcher. Yep, MK-19. Uh, these are manufactured in the Sunshine State. I didn't know that. And first developed in the Vietnam War. Let's come together and get to work on behalf of our constituents. Honorably, Corey Mills, member of Congress, Asterisk note, these Florida manufactured 40 millimeter grenades are inert. And sure enough, it came with a little green 
grenade like you would shoot out of a you know a grenade yeah, launcher. It looks and like it's a got a little on. white GOP elephant stamped on it. And it's gold on top. <laughs> it's good. I'd rather have seen a Florida logo on it, frankly. David will have your local news coming up next, and we'll talk to the Pensacola Police Department after that. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. As an ice storm continues in parts of the south this morning and frigid air moves into the northeast, a Groundhog Day prediction in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. Punxsutawney Groundhog Club Vice President Dan McGinley there translating for Punxsutawney Phil. Another groundhog, though, Staten Island Chuck in New York predicts an early spring. Only one in six Americans see the country as one big happy family. A Fox News poll of over 1,000 voters ahead of President Biden's State of the Union address finds 81% see the U.S. as a so-called dysfunctional family, up from 71% two years ago. With only 16% describing the nation as a tight-knit family emerging from challenging times. Fox's Kristen Goodwin, President Biden's approval rating is at 45%. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne, cloudy 61 right now. We are anticipating possibly getting more details today after several people were detained by the sheriff's office yesterday afternoon. That happened about 3.30 after a search warrant was served at a home on Gulf Beach Highway. Our news partners at Channel 3 reported that the sheriff's office said they wouldn't release any more information yesterday due to the potential impacts of that investigation. And uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons speaking out after a violent stretch of shootings here in our area. In just the last four days, there have been five shootings, and it's led to two deaths. We do believe some of them are connected. We're still trying to tie all these together. We do believe that this stems from uh, an ongoing beef uh, that occurred probably two years ago, 2020, and now they're going back and forth. Uh, two people were checked into the Perdido ER with gunshot wounds earlier this week on Tuesday. A relative on her way to the ER and her vehicle was shot at. In that case, 19-year-old Tracy Posey was arrested after deputies uh, searched for him for several hours. The next morning, two teenagers were shot in a drive-by shooting on Dogwood Drive in West Pensacola. Simmons says in many of these cases, the victims are not cooperating. He's asking for the community's help in identifying suspects. A flummoxed woman charged with neglecting an elder after her 82-year-old father was found in an unkempt trailer home in McDavid. That man was found after a family friend contacted authorities. The sheriff's office says the man was in a on a dirty mattress in a trailer on North Pine Barren Road in McDavid. Had no way to get food or water. The man tells deputies he'd been in the same spot for four or five days. 40-year-old Tiffany J- June Quibido is charged, and the man reportedly told deputies she was responsible for his care and had left days earlier, taking his cell phone and wallet. Pensacola contractor Jesse Lacoste expected to be in court at some point today. He was arrested on an Okaloosa County warrant yesterday. It is my understanding that just prior to this hearing, Mr. Lacoste was um, was taken into custody by Skimmy County. Sheriff's Department. Um, So staff is requesting a continuance. And uh, that from yesterday's Escambia Contractor Competency Board meeting. Uh, They were originally scheduled to conduct another disciplinary hearing regarding Lacoste. Uh, It's the second time Lacoste has been arrested here in Escambia County. He was also arrested once in Santa Rosa County. Dozens of people facing charges in what 
The Pasco County Sheriff's Office calls a large-scale human trafficking operation. Sheriff Chris Nocho yesterday announced that 12 men and women were arrested for trafficking a 16-year-old girl who had run away from her guardian's home in Newport Ritchie last November. Deputies say they found that girl two weeks later in uh, Port Ritchie at the La Vista Inn after getting a tip from a suspect. Uh, Nocho, Sheriff Nocho says that uh, in those two weeks, the girl went through what he calls a living hell of drugs, alcohol, coercion, and sex. Attorney General Ashley Moody says her office is planning to make sure that justice is served. It is 7.35 here at News Radio 92.3. And let's get a look at your traffic on the fives with Candy. All right, watching an accident. This is in Molino, and it's just north of the Atmore Cutoff, not showing a roadblock, though. It's Highway 29 and Barth Road in Molino, and uh, showing a hit-and-run crash. Uh, but again, not showing a roadblock at this time. Certainly watch for emergency vehicles. And if you see an accident or you have traffic tips, 437-1620, you can text in. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We're going to be seeing some showers overnight tonight with an 80% chance of rain. High today near 75 degrees, lows dropping near 50 degrees. A few storms could have some gusty winds through the overnight period. Showers will last into early Friday morning before they move out of the region. By Friday afternoon, we will have partly sunny skies with a high near 59. Temperatures Friday night dropping into the 30s, 38 degrees for your low. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 61, it's cloudy in Pensacola, 63 in Gulf Breeze, and 60 in Milton. Our next news at 8, we've got breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with Your Money Now. Healthcare firm GoodRx Holdings has agreed to pay $1.5 million to settle allegations. It failed to notify customers that it shared personal health information with Alphabet's Google, Meta's Facebook, and others. Under the terms of the settlement with the Federal Trade Commission, GoodRx will be barred from sharing user health data with other companies for use in advertising. Last year was the biggest year ever for cryptocurrency hacking. Software company Chainalysis says $3.8 billion was stolen from cryptocurrency currency businesses in 2022. October became the biggest single month for cryptocurrency hacking. North Korea linked hackers drove much of the activity. Nearly 250 items from the property of actor Gregory Peck and his wife will be up for auction later this month. Highlights include a leather-bound photo-filled script of To Kill a Mockingbird, for which Peck won an Oscar for Best Actor in 1962 for his performance as Atticus Finch. On Wall Street, futures pointing to a mixed open this morning. That's your money now. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? 
Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi. This host used to train professional boxers. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. All I can tell I you, you is blame candy. <laughs> with with full consent from me. <laughs> Seven thirty-eight on News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, repetitive. I'm Andrew McKay. Um, oh, I'm getting a bunch of people text me and say, uh, "No, the governor's not coming here for Three Mile Bridge." And I'll tell you what he is coming here for. But um, let's just say it's something that has to do with the rural areas of Santa Rosa County. I don't want to steal his thunder, and I got people are, who are, are he and Casey having issues, and he's no, finally like no, Candy Cullerton. Right, I've always you know, I, loved you. I, I, I got like, I got people who are giving me giving me information, and Governor I don't want to compromise. I, it'll it'll be cool, but it's not the bridge, which and is, it's which explains me. why it'd be Milton instead of you know like Pensacola or Gulf Breeze or something like that. So okay, fair enough. Do you think he's listening? Hi, Ron. No, but I don't want to. I mean. You know, people try to give information. Like if you're if you're going to disclose something major, you don't want somebody to ruin your announcement. You know, and why would I? Why, what, what do I gain from being like, oh, yeah, I know what it is? I mean, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, can I send out secret messages to oh. Ron DeSantis, and will he hear me? Oh well, sure. Yeah, why not? Let's assume you. yes. Let's assume yes. Uh, Seven thirty nine <laughs> on News Radio ninety two three. All right, so uh, we got Mike Wood, who is a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Uh, he is too. joining us now, always. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew and Candy. Is there something I'm missing on that intro music? Um, something. It, Am I in the wrong it's, time slot? It's the music that plays again and again on the radio when Bill Murray is stuck in Punxsutawney for Groundhog, it's Day. Groundhog Day. Over and over and over again. Every time he wakes up, he wakes up to that song. I have been informed. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I hear to, I'm here to do. Informative, local, dependable. See, um, okay. So we had a uh, somebody passed away on Scenic Highway. There was a death investigation there from last week. What do we know at this point? Well, it's the evidence suggests, and the information that we have is this was a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and okay. which is an extremely sad situation. And you know, we talked about this many times before about being able to reach out and talk to someone, and before you get to that point, and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that's not that that's not what happened in this situation. So uh, another sad situation. If you know somebody that's that's having extreme issues like that, please get them help. There's plenty of free help out there. There's lots of people who care. Lots of people who help. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, we also had a really. I, when I hear these stories, it's I mean, honestly, I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to talk about them at all. But then I realize that we can maybe be helpful in teaching people what not to do so it doesn't happen again. But we had an infant death. Is that right? Yeah, we did. Uh, we had that this week. Um, and, you know, this is a, a situation that officers never, ever get used to. It's a horrible situation. Uh, nobody means to do it uh, when when this happens. But, you know, we've talked about it for many years. Uh, uh, Sheriff Simmons has also done it. They have a billboard campaign going right now about 
uh, co-sleeping uh, about uh, infants in cribs on their bellies uh, with lots of blankets, things like that can just ha have a disastrous results. And if we can just keep uh, this morning by talking about it, if we can just keep one person from doing that, from changing their ways, not sleeping with the infant and lying the infant on its back in the crib, uh, it's worth talking about again. Uh, on their back, in the crib, away from the parents, tight bed sheets, you know, um, wrap them up like a baby burrito, you know, all, all of the stuff. It's, it's, it's not that hard to do, but if you don't know, you don't know. And it's awful to think because parents who do this are, you know, they think they're doing a smart thing or, and I get it. You're, you're exhausted. You're breastfeeding. You just want to go to I, all, I get it. We, you know, we had kids, we have kids. Uh, but, you know, you just have to act for safety. And the, the challenge for the for some of this is that, you know, some of the advice over the years changes. This is one that's been consistent for a good, you know, two decades now is, is to do things this way. So please follow that advice. Don't co-sleep the babies. It's not safe for them. It's not safe for you. And by the way, just like side note stuff is, you know, drop side cribs are no longer, I think, even legal to be sold in the United States. And, you know, you're not supposed to resell them. You're not supposed to buy them at garage sales because those can be dangerous as well because it's very common for kids to push over into the drop side crib and get stuck between the mattress and the door uh, or the, you know, the, the vertical piece and uh, and suffocate and die and get crushed. It's it, it's horrible, but, you know, things that people don't necessarily know. Um, you guys also, um, uh, Chief Randall had kind of talked about this program to educate businesses, I think, particularly, but I assume the advice would all also go for homeowners when it comes to uh, landscaping trees, shrubs, things like that. Yeah, and you know this has been around before. It's you know back in the '90s, it was under uh, community-oriented policing, where officers would be trained in this type of situation uh, about homes and businesses and and the crime risk that exists uh, around them. A lot of that has to do with shrubbery and lighting. Um, both are very inexpensive ways of making your home or business a lot safer. And uh, so we're going through that again. There's there's new ways of, of doing it. There's new uh, things to look at because uh, you know times have changed. And we have two officers trained in that, and we're about to have two more go to it. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good program. We're glad to see it back. Yeah, and just, you know, keeping the height of the shrubs down, keeping the trees at their right height, keeping the low limbs. It's, it, it's avoiding giving criminals a place to hang out and hide and lurk or, you know, anything that they – criminals deprived of space to operate, just like anything else, will be less likely to commit crimes, right? Exactly. And, you know, the lighting at night is one thing, but uh, that's where the shrubbery comes in in the daytime. Burglaries, especially home burglaries, do happen in the daytime when people are at work. So uh, we're just trying to keep them from having places to hide and, and be easily easily be seen when they're committed, uh, committing, committing these crimes. I'll say that one more time. If you can make them committing feel exposed and unsafe, you're winning. <laughs> that's that's always the goal. Yeah, that, right. That, that's the point. Uh, we did have a uh, – I forgot to mention this when we were talking about just the events, but you told me we had a, also a shooting on B Street. Is that right? That was yesterday. It was in the 600 block of uh, B Street. Shots were fired. A vehicle was hit, but fortunately no one was injured. Well, that's good news, but I assume – I mean, do we have – is that all we know? We don't have any other information? People are cooperating, not cooperating at this point? What do we know, if anything? Um, yeah, that's – that's all I know at this point. The investigation's okay. ongoing. I have no idea if they're connected with the shootings that, that have been happening in the community recently. But, um, but yeah, we're just we're glad nobody was hit. But it's also a good reminder that you, the PPD, and the sheriff's office always communicate and cooperate, especially on high-profile crimes like shootings, right? Absolutely. We, uh, we wear different uniforms, but we have one goal in mind. We're going to work with them. They work with us, and we're going to, uh, we're going to find who's doing these shootings and, and put them in jail where they belong. 
Very good. We're talking to Mike Wood, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Hang on for just a second, Mike. It's Candy with Traffic on the Fives here at 745. I'm watching an accident. It looks like Nine Mile and Chemstrand uh, showing a roadblock, but it doesn't look too backed up. It's backed up from maybe Ollie's to uh, Juicy Seafood, which is just on the other side there. And that is backed up on Nine Mile, but not too, too bad, like I said. Highway 29 and uh, Barth Road, that's in Molino, a hit-and-run crash showing an accident with no roadblock there, and that is maybe half a mile north of the Atmore Cutoff. You see an accident or slow down for 37-1620. It's News Radio 92.3 Informative, Local, Dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mike Wood, the Public Information Officer at uh, Pensacola Police Department. Um, Mike, one thing I, I mentioned briefly before that, uh, you know, it looks like, fingers crossed, we are real close uh, to maybe getting that bridge open. You sit up on that bridge all the time doing duty. In fact, yesterday, uh, you were one of the information sources for the um, temporary closure of the bridge due to the demolition of that pier with the explosives, right? Yeah, it was only closed for about five minutes, and uh, you know there were boats out on the on the bay looking. It was almost like it was the Fourth of July. They were out there watching, getting ready for this. When uh, all it was, it was a very small uh, explosive, and there was just a couple of bubbles that came up to the surface. That's all it was to it. So um, I'm sure they were disappointed, but they got the job done. And, um, yeah, the bridge is uh, very close to being ready to go. Outstanding. From the onlooker's perspective, it was snapper farts. So, okay, I, <laughs> I'll take it. That's, <laughs> but better to be safe than, you know, any other kinds of a problem. I'll take that. Uh, do we have a, uh, a myth or a did you know for this week? Yeah, we do. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Can can we? I I completely forgot to ask you, and I want to make sure to give you a chance to talk about it because we have talked about it with all our other law enforcement partners. But um, just because I know you guys care about this, did you have a thought on the video that came out of the Tyree Nichols case? I mean, we. It seems pretty clear we all have a fairly consistent view of this. You know, that wasn't law enforcement. That was just a beat down. There didn't even look like law enforcement uh, to the professionals, uh, among other things. But I wanted to give you a chance because PPD hasn't weighed in on this yet. So your thoughts on that incident? Well, from the video I saw and what most police officers, the first thing they're going to think is, uh, you know, the original information that we got was it was because of reckless driving. And when you pull somebody over for reckless driving, one or two officers will approach the vehicle. They're asked for the driver's license and insurance. Uh, They'll let them know why they're being stopped. Uh, But this one didn't go that way. This one went from zero to 100, uh, which makes me think that there's some history there. There's either uh, personal or professional history there between the officers and the individual. Something, something. There's more to it. Um, this was not a normal traffic stop. This was. It reminded me of the the video that we all saw of Reginald Denny being pulled from his truck in Los Angeles and beaten by four or five people. Um, but the, what made this one worse is is the ones doing the beating had badges on. So yeah. uh, I think there's a lot more information that needs to come out that probably will come out. Um, and I'll just say my comments were after that. That's fine. And, uh, you know, there's been unconfirmed rumors, absolutely unconfirmed, but the, you know, um, about the, that there was some kind of a, maybe a relationship between him and a woman who had been a former girlfriend or something of one of these cops. And, and the only reason that becomes relevant is because their behavior is so inexplicable, so crazy and unprofessional. And that, you know, you're, you're almost like want to find some way to, give an explanation to it because it is just so crazy but it is uh, atrocious unprofessional uncop like and i i agree with the charges uh, obviously um last thing i wanted to ask you again a cop myth or a did you know and uh, uh anything like that for this week mike 
Yeah, yeah, and it relates to this. You know, the, the myth is that officers are just going to cover up for each other. We've talked about this before as well. That's just simply not true. Um, uh, good cops can't stand dirty cops. I can tell you that. We're not going to give up our careers, uh, our, you know, our pensions, our reputations over somebody that's doing wrong like that. Uh, and it's, it's just simply not true. So um, if, if cops see other ones doing things like that uh, to stand by and let it go, it's just not, you know, I've never seen anything like that happen in Pensacola. And, uh, you know, and if it does, then, then disciplinary action uh, is forthcoming uh, for that officer, too, that's covering it up. So uh, uh, that myth is totally untrue. And and good to know we've you've said that before. And I super because I think that's just like across professions. You know, uh, when I was a teacher, I knew I hated the bad teachers or the abusive teachers. When I'm a talk show host, I hate talk show hosts who are incompetent at what they do or who lie or make stuff up. I mean, doctors hate bad doctors. You know, it's across the board. The good members of any profession are the most outraged at the bad members because this one incident has now all of a sudden just about in the perception of a lot of people brought us all the way back to like just post Ferguson with the cops. It's it's horrible. And, you know, if we could just prevent that, then, um, you know, we'd be way ahead. Uh, Mike Wood is a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. As always, Mike, thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. 750 here on News Radio 92.3. <laughs> I'm getting texted on Snapper Farts. <laughs> Good. I Good. just labeled I like you that. that in my phone. So. <laughs> Snapper Farts McKay. 751 <laughs> on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. Hungry kids get sick more often and can struggle in school. It can be harder for them to focus and learn. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good healthy food and the energy it brings. With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. We want to ensure that all of our kids have healthy meals every day. Thank you. Thank you for helping feed our kids. To learn more about ending child hunger in America, go to helpnokidhungry.org today. Tune in Monday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel when Whitetail Properties real estate agent Todd Edwards, a land specialist in hunting, recreational, farm, and timber properties, will be discussing how he can market and promote your property. Or if you're a buyer looking for your dream property or land investment, how his experience can work for you. That's Monday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. At Gulf Breeze News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community, whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow breezers. The Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports, subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. 
The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Punxsutawney Phil, the world's most famous weatherman, the groundhog, who, as legend has it, can predict the coming of an early spring. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. This really is one of my all-time favorite movies because it's not just funny, entertaining, or whatever, but it's it's meaningful, right? It it shows the evolution of a person from a purely selfish, egotistical <clears throat> to uh, you know trying to get results like by leveraging people and persuading and deceiving them to eventually just realizing I guess I'm stuck in this thing I'm just going to try to become a good person <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> you know it's a very nice and, lesson yeah, a, yeah. I mean it's really quite a wonderful uh, uh, basic lesson in life uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines David you know I just realized I've missed a crazy opportunity to do the same headlines all morning long Oh. But, uh, oh, well. oh, well, President Biden will meet with members of the Congressional Black Caucus today at the uh, White House. They'll be discussing police reform. Social media influencer Andrew Tate will be staying exactly where he's been for the last month. Locked up this after a Romanian court yesterday upheld a second 30 day detention for Tate. He faces allegations related to organized crime and human trafficking. And an Iranian man caught during a human smuggling bust in Texas, bringing up some new concerns about migrants with names on the terror watch list. When a terrorist attack happens, doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, color your skin. They oftentimes want to kill Americans. So these are the folks that truly we need to know who's coming to our country. Congressman Tony Gonzalez there, and uh, he says this is what they've been worried about. The uh, Texas border Republican says there have been 100 people with names on the terror watch list caught at the southern border in the last several months. In this case, uh, 29-year-old Alizara Hidari was found hidden in a trunk in a smuggler's vehicle. All right. Wow. Okay. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. Now, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, Still watching an accident. It looks like Nine Mile and Chemstrand. And it's not backed up. It looks like emergency crews may have gotten there near Ollie's Bargain Outlet. It looks like it has been moved off to the side. Uh, Still watching that accident on the Highway 29 in uh, Molino near the Atmore Cutoff, just north of the Atmore Cutoff and Barth Road. Uh, But again, showing a roadway that's clear now. Certainly, if you see an accident or a slowdown, traffic tips, text. Excuse me, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting story. It's interesting that it makes news, okay? First Baptist Church of Jacksonville uh, came to attention on Sunday when local media, this is off of Fox News, uh, reported that um, they had established a statement on biblical sexuality. So First Baptist Church in uh, Jacksonville. The statement reads, As a member of First Baptist Church, I believe that God creates people in his image as either male or female, and that this creation is is a fixed matter of human biology, not individual choice. I believe marriage is instituted by God, not government, is between one man and one woman, and is the only context for sexual desire and expression. And it gives uh, four or five uh, Bible verses related to this. 
And when I saw the headline, you know, the the uproar, uh, backlash, uh, criticism, and then I read the statement, and I'm like, it, it just that's not new. <laughs> I mean, that's that's been the position of uh, let's say conservatives anyway uh, within the Christian Church or Judaism or Islam for. I don't know, 2,000 years? I mean, this is not like breaking or anything. And they're saying that if you want to be a member of the church, then you should have to agree to this. But that's also not weird. I mean, people seem to think that it's weird that you would have a doctrinal statement for membership. Not all churches do. Some churches have no membership concept whatsoever, and that's fine. Other churches have a very rigorous membership concept. You know, the Catholic Church is a pretty rigorous membership concept. Um, Other churches, some Protestants do, some do not. Um wanting to be clear about your stance about sexual ethics is not strange at all. And by the way, as the pastor said, Heath Lambert is the guy who is defending this as the senior pastor. He said that it doesn't solely condemn homosexuality, but all sins regarding sexuality. What does it say? There's only one context for appropriate sexual expression. That's between one man and one woman within a marriage. So that would rule out adultery, premarital sex, I mean, a whole, whole kinds of things. And by the way, that's a note um, worth making that a lot of times what Christians have done historically is be very emphatic about being against, for example, you know, gay sexuality and not be as emphatic about being opposed to, for example, you know, infidelity or uh, premarital sex or, you know, pornography or, you know, right? Other things which are equally bad because they're sort of an all of these are bad approach is what the Bible takes. But I just thought, it was, you know, it's fascinating that a church would just, and maybe not all that surprising these days, but, you know, fascinating that a church would come out and say this and people would freak out. And by the way, also worth noting, you know, if you look at the the Bible, Jesus' ministry was to prostitutes, to adulterers. Philip the evangelist goes to evangelize an Ethiopian eunuch, a guy who's been castrated. Okay, so it's not that there's no place for people, but there's a vast difference between saying, you know, God loves everyone and wants them all into the family and saying that everything they do is right. All kinds of things we do is wrong. That's why we had to have the sacrifice to make up for that.